watching prohibition fall down. What's going on, crew? Let's do some waking and baking on a hump day. I think it's Wednesday. What does that mean, Scotty? What does hump day mean? You get over the hump, you know, right over. It's all downhill from there. You got Thursday and Friday and whew, the weekend after that, dude. I always thought it meant something sexual. That's my problem. But I wish. <laughs> I wish Wednesday was hump day. <laughs> oh, I dig. Hopefully everybody's summertime's going good, man. The berries are coming in strong. The tomatoes yeah. are looking good. Yo, what I got up? peppers, man. I got peppers right up from the living wall. What, two weeks into the into the greenhouse? Peppers, baby. Yes, you should be rocking. So you got the climate there. You're on the front range of Colorado. That's some good pepper growing conditions there. Hot, dry sometimes, you know, rocking out. So it is amazing. If you keep things watered here, they do grow pretty well. <laughs> yeah. What's well, a, a desert? Good. It's a freaking desert. It's 20% humidity half the time, you know? Hey, the greenhouse definitely helps out a little bit because we don't have to worry about hail killing all those pepper plants. That's the main killer of gardens in Colorado, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, today don't remind we are me of <laughs> Reality of that show. is ridiculous. Cannabis news, culture, and entertainment, Scott. So you guys get ready to get baked, get a little light that spliff, blunt, whatever you got going on. I'll give you a show rundown here. I wanted to talk about, do you have favorite places uh, to smoke wheat? Like, if you, what would be the perfect, do you have a perfect place in your mind? You're like, oh, I'm on an island in the hammock. I don't know. Like, it doesn't always have to be the best place, but I thought it sparked some good conversation. Yes. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be the best place. It could be, like, in jail. We've been in there for, like, <laughs> That might be the best place, like, though. Oh, my God, it's the best. <laughs> I'm so high. Uh, and uh, is paying it forward always the right thing to do? But what, I don't know. Is there a quick definition of paying it forward? I don't know. We'll have to get into it, man. I ran into a couple of complicated uh, situations. You just I overheard some stuff that just made me say, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about it, my friend. See what you would have done in that situation. According to the quick Googling, paying it forward simply means to repay a kindness received with a good deed to someone else. So yeah, we'll get into that. Sure. Like I have a lot of kindnesses received. I can go down the, the comments of Dude Gross and find a very nice, you know, lots of kindnesses received. So it gets confusing then. Uh, in the news, Illinois is about to get its first marijuana lounge, but it's not in Chicago or the suburbs. Uh, and, and following a trending stories here, can marijuana make you a better athlete? Uh, and Nike responds, Nike, or is it Nike or Nike? What do you go with? <laughs> Nike, but I'm not it's, really sure. It's definitely Nike. It is after the the god Nike. And he, well, didn't he die? He said, Nike, and then he died. What it, god? Is that Nike? the right guy? Sure is that Marathon like that. that did that? Uh, I always get the Roman and Greek. It's either Roman or Greek. Can't remember. Right. Pretty sure it's Roman. Why would you name the company after some dude that dies at the end of the race, man? Uh, well, Nike e responds to Shaq Carey. Is it Shaq Carey Richardson's? Shaq Carey or Carey? Shaq I like Shaq That sounds good. I do like Shaq Um, Nike responds to her one month suspension for positive marijuana tests. A little interesting here. So. We'll get into it, man. We got some good comments from the DDC and, of course, a good time hanging before we hop into the show. Dudegrows.com forward slash support, guys. Uh, hey, speaking of a good time hanging, you see, that's got us interrupt us. But speaking of a good time hanging, because uh, I know you're about to talk about patrons and support. We have been having a good time hanging before and after the show. It's what we do, a 10-minute 
uh, post show or pre show, and we had it post. Yeah. yeah, we've been posting those on Patreon though, and it, they seem to be well received. Kind of fun, easy enough to do. So always trying to add extra content for the patrons, for the supporters, uh, the folks that have have built the house of the DGC. We could not do this without y'all, without your actual $10 a month contributions. Before I tell you what that $10 a month gets you, I did want to explain. We were bullshitting, Scotty, you're wanting to create, not create, but us as podcasters in the cannabis industry like to bullshit with other podcasters, been hanging out with different people. We're embracing organics. Um, we were talking with uh, Cannabis Lifestyle TV. What's up with those cats? And Mr. Oh, Grow yeah. the other day. And um, we're, what a nice we're age restrict. What's that? What a nice guy. Chris, Mr. Yeah. Grow It. Super yeah. cool guy. Actually, we'll tease. We're all going to be on the show, I think, separately. But uh, I'm going to be on there next week. Guru's going to be on there. So, yeah, it should be really fun. Well, as your name is Scotty Real, guys, we, we put out age-restricted videos, which we're learning. That actually affects how many views we can get, how YouTube is pushing our shit out in search results. So being and there's no way we can't be age-restricted. You guys would be like, what happened to these guys? Like, <laughs> But regardless, uh, that support brings it in. We can't be YouTube monetized. There's other growers out there. You know, if you keep your channel a little cleaner and how you talk or whatnot, you can be YouTube. What's up? We can't be a show just for YouTube, man. We have to be a show for the cannabis community. Right now, we're using YouTube as our vehicle. Shit's getting weird over there. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> so dudegrows.com is, is where we're at. That's where the patrons' money goes, the hosting, the uh, content there, curation. Uh, that's you know, what we're doing, and that's where you can find us, no matter what happens to us on YouTube, because... We've showed up and our channels, I don't say are gone, but we've been suspended for no reason. Remember the time we used Herm? Because that's, I'm scared to say it now, but remember, because that's what happens if you stress a plant too much, it can Herm, yeah. it can show up, you know, male flowers. Uh, we got a strike for that. You know, that's how much we can't trust YouTube. We use your money, guys, to build the show, to build what's going on around here, take care of the team. So when you do go to dudegrows.com forward slash support, you will get access to order free seeds from Seeds Here Now. These are not just freebies, like with a negative connotation. I'm some good-ass genetics from Best Coast Genetics, uh, as well as you get coupon codes for 30% off Real Growers Recharge if you're growing with the charge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I dig it. I was just watering my lawn with recharge. My little lawn that's uh, socially responsible. I don't want to hear nothing about it. My dogs use it medicinally. Okay. If you are a new member supporting the show uh, over on Discord, I was just talking with Maestro the other day. Shout out. I didn't even know they have a new member questions area. So if you're hopping on, you're like, shit, whether you're a new grower or a seasoned grower, but you just need some help with your grow, you can hop into the DGC Discord and get some serious help over there. Another fringe, 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 is it fringe or French benefit? What does it say about what's the saying there? <laughs> it's fringe. French. Fringe. French. I love it. it. I've French said French benefit. benefit for decades, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it is so hard Dude. to load this puffco, man. We got, we gotta go to uh, like a uh, head shop, right? And get you a better dab tool that makes it easier I'm to get the dabs right off. I'm using the right one, the right yeah, size. The one, the one that came with that one is not the best one. Like we can get you one where it's really easy. So that's to roll my point off. about Puffco. That's my issue with them. So they couldn't give us the best freaking dab spoon when we buy the three hundred fifty dollar device, man. Well, yeah, the one that comes with the Pro works great. Like it's the only See? one. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. That was I have out to spend more than three hundred fifty dollars to get it. Yes. I have a love-hate relationship with this company, man. Fair enough. Let's get into the show, dude. See, yes, this is growing some dank out there. We got Platinum Garlic by In-House Genetics. 
posted by B Morganic. I like it. B Morganic Garden. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's nice. Beautiful looking buds here. It says uh, we got super frosted dense nugs, reeks of mild garlic and loaded with gassy terps. Grown organically, fed with Dr. Earth, and build a soil top dresses and compost teas weekly. Microbes for days. I uh, love photo- it, man. That's the way to grow. Photos from last two weeks before harvest. Loop shot once and once uh, dried and trimmed. She will stay in the stable for a while for sure, dude. I Yes. That looks frosted. great. So what is that through the iPhone or through his phone camera and through one of those little 60 times loops or 20 times loops? Looks like it. Nice. What else? How's it do it? Hang on. How's it do just as a macro, just with the iPhone? Can you get any better than that? Uh, as far as like, is there better gear to use? No, with an just iPhone using get- your phone only. If you just use it, take it. You know, three. Like, what would be the best protocol to get trichome shots? Is just, that- just general rule of thumb is use as little digital zoom as you right. can. So, like, use your farthest in zoom lens, zoom lens that your phone can do. Right, and have that out and get as close as you can to it. Uh, the hard part with small sensors like that and small lenses is always going to be the depth of field is uh, way smaller than a bigger camera uh, that you would use. It's either that or using just a purpose with USB microscope. Getting really good photos through a jeweler's loop is really hard. Yeah, I've noticed just going three, four, you know, as, as close as you can get to the bud with it's still focusing and then just clicking on it and then just zooming in, you know, whatever it is, just zooming into the picture. Usually it works pretty goddamn good. You can get pretty close. You can get very granular, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, anything else? I know the GMO, which I'm about to trim up. I have to trim up, but uh, has a little bit of that garlic in it. This strain of yogurt. Have any other garlic strains at all? Because I find it rather appealing. It almost makes me hungrier when I, when I toke on them. Have you ever heard of garlic bud? I think that's the original, but garlic bud's been around for years, man. Decades. Just that's just straight garlic, but huh? That's what it was called back in the day when they only had seven strains. In my opinion, <laughs> the weirdest of the cannabis terps that exists. You know, a garlic bud was back when like Blue Dream was going, or a White Widow, Blue Dream, Garlic Bud. What was the orange? There was some orange bud from California, I think. I can see people doing a cheat on that one, or if you just need to add a little extra terps, there's a lot of garlic <laughs> options out there to add to the bag. But I made powder, a little garlic oil. What do you want to do? I made garlic pizza with sliced garlic and I ate some for breakfast. Dude, you yeah, breakfast, lunch, whatever you call it when your wife's out of town. You eat pizza for breakfast. <laughs> and dude, it's the whole damn day. Like I think it does something internally and ex- I think you sweat through the garlic, you know? <laughs> see, boy. I told oh, you about you the hot dog eating contest, you know, like the, you sometimes things sweat through you. Like the garlic or this hot, the guy from the hot dog eating contest. I think I said this a couple shows ago, but wasn't it Kobayashi or something? I was going to say, we talking about Kobayashi? Yeah, I did talk about this. But just the fact that he smells so horrible for days after he eats all those hot dogs because it comes through his skin. I know. I know. It's not surprising, is it? Um, I see your, what, what do you, what were you toking on when I asked you yesterday? I said, Hey, we're, we're doing the show here. What are you going to, what are you going to be toking on? You got a little, I was going to get all sativa up. I found this firefly that commander Mikey grew and that, that is a Rasta Jeff strain. I read genetics and it gets me so amped. It is a sativa that really gets me amped up and I love it. And I really meant to go bring some of that, but I didn't want to really smoke a joint. Normally I smoke a joint or click, click, click with the bowl. And I just dabs, man. Dabs are, say, are which, very, 
Very easy. Guru, do you have any idea what these are? I found these in the um, dab fridge. Let me show them for a second. I didn't look at the bottom. It doesn't but, uh, have any label whatsoever. So <laughs> I don't know if somebody gave this to us that we forgot about. I don't know where we got this. And it's kind of, it's interesting looking, right? What would you call this consistency? Is that a batter? Is that that's a, a, that's a batter. Yeah. That is a batter, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna it's, try some. I, I'll dive on that grenade and try and figure out what it is if you want. Yeah, no, I'm not checking <laughs> out. I ain't scared. It's very interesting color. You think that's color remediation when they clean it up with color remediation? They clean it up with what? Uh, by diatomaceous <laughs> earth, I think they run it through a DE filter. There's lots so that that cleans up different things. They have different filters for cleaning up right. different things in the cannabis. So it's it's a it's actually a combination of like three or four different filters that they'll run it through. It's just interesting. But I I don't know if that's uh oh it's picked up no. if that's CRC or if that's uh, it's got to be because it's so old it should have aged. Uh, the you that batter consistency is actually one of the more shelf stable ones um, where they've actually gotten live rosins now that are shelf stable at room temperature for like usually the life of the hash unless you're trying to store it long term, which is pretty cool. It has like a turp layer that seals everything in. Interesting butter. Butter stable at room, like real butter, like butter for bread. There you go, time. brother. I, I've done it. I didn't believe it, but yeah, you can leave butter out for for weeks. Yeah, you can also like coat things in butter and leave them out to dry age for weeks too. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Mm. Don't leave your milk out for a week, but uh, yeah, for some <laughs> reason, butter. I don't know. Ah, uh, I'm just uh, not yet, but I'm about to toke on a little gelato 41. I'm warming up. I haven't smoked yet today, so I'm on my my teepee time, my little uh, bag seed, supposed to be the one-to-one -one there um, that I got over at the Emerald Cup. It's usually my warm-up strain. And now Gelato 41 from Terp Ptarmigan, um, that's that's the heavy hitting strain. Uh, that thing is it's a hybrid strain, and it says it's from, I, I wanted to clarify here, so it's a cross, Sunset Sherbert and Thin Mint Cookies. Um, and the strain comes from the Cookies family in California. Does the cookies family or they're they're referring to referring to the family of strains? Right? Yes. Not yes. Okay. It's like, is there actually a family like hey, well, I'm Johnny Cookies, all right? Yeah, well, no. Johnny is my brother Jimmy Cookies. Honestly, I think I think you're both wrong, actually. It's cookie fam are the people that, that made this. It's that like Burner Burner's crew of yep. uh, growers and breeders and stuff. I have um, seen that, brother. So I think it might not be the Cookies family of weed. It came from Cookie Fam, <laughs> like that that breeder. <laughs> and my buddy Nathan is hanging out, man. Shout out to you. He's, he's our copywriter. Love working with your brother. Uh, but I'll tell him this story because he might get a laugh out of it. I was at the, was it the Emerald Cup, I want to say? I think it was the Emerald Cup. Maybe it was one of the High Times Cannabis Cups. But there was a cookies booth there. I think it was the Emerald Cup. There was a cookies mm -hmm. booth there. And they were the only ones that had like a tent around it so you couldn't see what was going on. And there was a line to get inside it. And so I saw this guy walk into the line. Maybe they're giving something away, whatever. I see this guy like <laughs> join the line and start waiting there. I go, hey, man, what are you doing? What's going on here? What are they doing here? And he goes, I don't know. But there was just a line. So I figured I'd join it. <laughs> wanted you know, wanted like, to get in on the line now before it got longer you he know he goes i figured they're doing something cool i don't know and i was like wow man note to self yeah yes uh, <laughs> right? hey i will say at the cannabis cup that when we had, the, had like the actual high times cannabis right. cup there was a whole scene of just people that were waiting in line to get their dabs 
when we were just dabbing people out. Well, at least they knew it was free fucking dabs. Yeah, but there was the amount of people <laughs> that like would just get to the, the front of the line, take yeah. their dab, and then just walk back around to the back. That again. makes me happy. I understand that human nature is I'm going <laughs> to cheat and get as many fucking free dabs as I can. That I can work with. A lot of reasons to get in the line. You know, it's tribal. You could just be a subconscious follower. Maybe there's that good-looking girl you want to chat. Hey, I'm going to get in line real quick. Right. <laughs> Bro, but you get you don't you never get in, in trouble for following the crowd, but you get punished if you go away from the crowd and you're wrong. You get severely punished for that. Is this know? just it takes all, a hell of a lot more energy to to leave from the crowd than it does to just stick with it? Is just all evolutionary biology left over from ants? That's made, like the social construct and like how that evolved through things. Is that like left over from that? I don't know, That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. I just told you I watched, I get stoned as fuck when I go to Costa Rica and I watch those carpenter, I think they're called carpenter ants. What are they called? The ones that, uh, like carry whole leaves with them? They carry leaves. Yeah. Carpenter uh, no, leaf cutter ants. Leaf cutter ants is what they're called. Thank you. And, uh, they stop, they'll go in a line. One will bring the leaf back to the nest, then they'll drop it off and go back. Each fucking ant shakes the other one's hand. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, how you doing? Good. I mean, it's got to be exhausting. Thousands and thousands of, you know, it's not a handshake. It's a hello. A hello. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah, but there's also a task in that. Aren't they making sure, like, I don't know, that ant's not sick and they don't need to kill it or something weird like that? I don't know. I will tell you it's fucked up because sometimes the ants are struggling with a big piece, like the little ant, you know. Sometimes it's, uh, yeah, sometimes they're not carrying their weight. <laughs> Was that a, like kind of a pun there? I don't know. I'm really fucking high now, man. I'm not going to smoke any more of these. You taps. sit there and you take the good comments here. We got Adam <laughs> Adam Tarkenton says, "What's up, DGC? Y'all should do an episode or at least talk about starting up the DGC. When, whose idea, etc." I like to know the backstory of this great show. So I don't know if he's talking. I mean, the show's a little different. You know, the show, we didn't have, quote, the dude grows crew going when we first started the show. I don't know how far in that Scotty had the idea to build a crew. And I was like, I kind of don't know. I didn't think you're crazy, but I didn't really didn't really follow. <laughs> and that's why you're a great partner, man, because sometimes I'm borderline crazy and you still let, let me do my thing. So that's why we've worked together with without a sour word in seven years. It's pretty amazing right there. But I tell you, I'll give my creation story, if I can, is me and dude are great friends. I love hanging out and talking to the dude. He's one of my favorite personalities, one of my favorite friends. And oh, thank you. Yeah, we, we, heck, you were the guy that called me up and said, hey, if you want to come out to Fort Collins, I got you, man. You know, I'll help you. It's fucking, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty life-changing. Um, you moved almost, what, a year after I moved here, you moved to Denver, right? Something like that. Something. Yeah, so we didn't get to hang out anymore. And we started chatting on the phone. The fucking weed scene was blowing up. So we're talking on the phone, talking about growing. And I think I seen you one time at a party or a get-together. And you and you go, oh, man, I'm going to start a podcast. I just started a podcast. And you did episode one. And we both were listening to Joe Rogan. And we were both convinced we could do podcasts. And we are like, I go, I was going to do one, too. And like I really was setting up with the audacity and all that, and I was like, "Why don't we do one together?" I I copied right, man. I would have never (laughs) done. Maybe you were the catalyst, man. But uh, yeah, I joined on episode two, and we just were hanging out. The funniest freaking thing is, we did that because we started a podcast because we thought we knew how to grow weed. 
we we're like, we know how to grow weed. We're going to talk about it. You know, we're going to we're going to share our, our information, teach other people. We didn't know shit. I call them morons because you just pour more bottles on there. You're like, I don't know. It's fucked up. Let me go buy another bottle and pour more on there. That's kind of essentially, you know, I wasn't that bad. I will say I was able to follow a recipe. I was like, I'm fucking awesome. I'll show you how to bake a Betty Crocker cake. You know, just go out and buy the Betty Crocker mix and got to get good eggs, though, you know. I mean, but we have learned so much. We have evolved so much. And how it started was with the community. We built that DGC. I mean, yeah, it's it's weed, right? That's definitely, it's a good community to have a, quote, crew in. So, and that just turned into everybody that, the DGC helping each other out, maybe putting yeah. a little bit of a, a trust in that. If you're like, hey, DGC, man, you know, what's up with that? And just whether it's at events, whether it's, you know, growing, Finding homes for things. I don't know, but a bunch of different shit going on uh, that the DGC is good for. Yeah, but it's good for learning. I mean, that's how we evolved into, I think I'm a decent grower now. I know I can grow things uh, pretty successfully. Uh, Yeah, always learning. Absolutely. And I'm learning because of the DGC, though. I used to be a simple guy that could bake a Betty Crocker cake. You know, I could make the Totino's pizza. Mentioning all shitty food. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but now I can make my own uh, dough recipe. I understand the the components of it. And that's because the DGC has taught me. I just eat wholesome, bro. Uh, I will say that the D, speaking of the DGC uh, teaching me, I got an email from a kid, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, talking about, remember we used to talk about blurple LEDs? Mm-hmm. And he was basically goes, you don't know shit about LEDs, man. <laughs> and then what he said, which was fa- fairly cool, is he said, man, if you want to really learn about one, I'll teach you. I'll show you how to build one. I'll build one with you. And uh, that man was the LED guru who is now What's just on, guru. <laughs> I couldn't finish the light. So I was like, dude, we just come out and do it with me. I'll fly the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, and went to the first and I think only outdoor high times cannabis cup that, that they had right great. after legalization. That it was, was awesome. Yeah. Uh, good introduction coming from Virginia to like not sure having been like exposed to that at all, to the complete wild west and just uh, giving away dabs until like literally my elbow hurt from giving away dabs all day which i never thought was possible but like i'm glad it is and i'm glad i figured out like where my threshold is i mean we were having the dabs you know giving out dabs selling shit for dabs i was all the way from that to some dude allegedly i I think over six figures on what was that one some guy was slinging something from his booth i can't remember what it was people got cuts yeah like a little bit of seeds and cuts that was great to bring think about what a cut is you take a mother plant you cut a hundred little chunks off it basically a hundred little tops or whatever if you got a big enough one you imagine that for twenty dollars each i would make me do the math it's like two million no, I'm just kidding. I spent most of that weekend on a hunt with a commercial grower looking for the cookie main the near cookie the BioBiz tent so that we could get Gorilla Glue number four cuts. Before Gorilla Glue number four was like something you could buy in a dispensary. This is like as it was becoming the next big thing. Right. We were hunting these out and ended up finding Cookie Main at the BioBiz tent who had like 200 cuts with him. And they were two hundred dollars awesome. a piece. I just remember being so stoned. Wait, like, how yeah. much a piece? Uh, two hundred dollars a piece. Are you kidding those me? Cuts? For a yep. cut? Yep. One. Dude, my buddy. I, I, hold on, hold on. You I have to remember before anyone had this. Uh, this don't was Gorilla Glue number four. That was like okay. about to be the next big sure. thing. 
He's rude. I call him rude. Overpriced. Little rude, but also I think uh, the return on investment was definitely there for the at the two hundred dollar price point. Think about how many seed packs you would have to go through to find that fucking unicorn, and then to get one where there's a community of other people that actually know how to grow it. And I mean, that's valuable. Two hundred. I'm telling you, I know somebody that paid ten thousand dollars for a purple G13 way back in the day because it was just a license to print money. And then if you ask them a year after that if they thought that was a good decision or not, they'd probably say yes. They made it back in the fucking. They they made five times their money in the first two months, the first harvest. Yep, that makes sense. Business allegedly. (laughs) All right, Mister Ross, the shiny cup. My cup sure is shiny. Wow, your cup sure is shiny, isn't it? You might need to smoke a little less, bro. Uh, hey, one more comment here from Grow Slow says, hey, my eight-year-old can probably grow better than most adults. <laughs> she knows how to grab a blue lab pen and make sure the water is 6'4 to 6'8. That Love is it. fucking awesome. We were talking about growing with your kids. We were worried about growing with 16-year-old kids. Yeah, um, these guys grow with this eight-year-old. And they can, it's like the Tiger Woods of growing right there, you know? I can leave him in the house for three months, come back, and and two pounds per light, man. (laughs) That is pretty awesome. They do really need to change some of those draconian laws where uh, a kid should should be. I get why they say kids shouldn't be allowed in the grow room, maybe in some circumstances, but it's a hell of an educational experience. And no kid, there's nothing you can, what are they going to do? Are you worried about them, like, munching on the bud or, like, eating a leaf? Like, it's a safe environment. I haven't seen a grow room that have been, you might have, Scotty, where I'm like, Actually, your old grow room control panel is kind of unsafe now that I think about it. Yeah, but that was uh, experimental, man. That was never actually approved. <laughs> anyway, it, it is such an asset to have if you have kids that are interested in how plants work. It's like a little fucking lab right there. So, it, You know what? It does teach you a connection with life and with plants. And, uh, you know, the way I have a brain, my kid is going to be around cannabis. It's all around. It's uh you know, it's the craze that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> she's she's going to be around it. So just like she's going to be around, you know, beer and wine and all. Think about what beer is in this town. So, man, I got a teacher. I was just talking to Nate earlier saying that uh, when we're in Florida and there's coked out drunk assholes, I point them out to my daughter. And I'm like, you, you don't want to be like that, right? And then, you know, you have to educate your kids. You can't just be like, oh, my God, I don't know what was the matter with that man. You know? I don't like watching drunk people when I'm not drunk because then it makes me think about myself sometimes. That's my point. You know, you pointed out to your kid. So when you're stoned, I think your kid or, you know, your kid knows how you act when you're high. Your kid knows how your friends act when they're high. Um, So they're going to be around it. It's important to educate them and to make sure that they respect it and kind of understand what they're getting into. You try to keep them, I think, away from it when when they're really young. Yeah. I think working as a bartender is also a really good lesson in like <laughs> how you don't want to act as a drunk as a drunk person just so because true. you experience so many of them. I guess it could go one of two ways. Some some bartenders are just drink all the time. Some bartenders don't drink at all and are just like there and have to deal with drunk would, people all the time. Yeah. I feel bad because I, there's plenty of them that like there's plenty that do, but when you're like you know that person shouldn't have, like, this shot of tequila is going to set them over one way or the other, but, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, you end up having to tell them, I don't give a fuck where you go. You just can't stay here. Leave. Uh, <laughs> um, let's let's talk about uh, what's growing on here. What's growing on? So Man, I want to play sure. that song. No. What's growing <laughs> on? Do you have favorite places? Maybe even 
places or people with uh, for token? I mean, or do you have that perfect? Is there a perfect serene spot you picture, like the Corona commercials where they show the island and the hammock and they're sipping on an ice cold Corona with the bikini babe next to them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not that good, man. The sand's kind of hot, you know, and like he's <laughs> like kind of humid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably is. You're right. Are you asking me, dude? Is that what you're asking? I'm throwing me? it out there, or, or, or whoever. I mean, even in your daily activities, is there like a preferred yeah. pace or time more than others, or do you, yeah? Yeah, you know what? Set and setting. This is back from sixth grade health class, man. Set, setting, and dosage are the things that uh, make your experience with drugs, right? I would say I so. Know. I think that set is very important because just like you do and Guru does, you guys toke every day in the bakery in this studio here. I toke every day. I feel like I can change it up between. I can definitely get pretty high, but I think if it was of a different setting that even with the same strain, I would feel a little bit different with my yeah. Think about the same exact thing, same, same exact strain, but we just snuck up on the roof of the White House. And we're going to take a couple <laughs> puffs, man. You know, remember that experience? What was it? Willie Nelson went up there with uh, Jimmy Carter's brother. You know, something like that, you know, or Wait, I tell you when it are doesn't. Are we sure it wasn't Jeb? Wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> Jeb Bush? That would just make more sense to me than Jimmy Carter's brother. But I wasn't oh, around then. Shit, man. It's shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just the setting, I think, is huge. And then the set, too. The set, like who you're with. If I'm hanging out with Willie Nelson, if I'm smoking a joint with Barack, man, it could be some shit. But I'm going to be like, dude, this is pretty fucking cool. Pretty fucking high. Yeah, who you're with can definitely make a difference or, or, or enhance that, depending, like, if you say, man, when your mother-in-law is around, just, I, I got a toke. It helps me tolerate. For me, part of, uh, we've talked about this before on the show, but it doesn't matter. Uh, when you know you're going to be around your kids or somebody else, I'm about to hang out with my bro, he has three kids from like eight something else and 15 or 16, I think. Right. And my kids. And that's a great time for me. Which I like that set for uh, for getting elevated. I don't have to by any means. It's going to make me a little more creative and playful and have fun, though. Um, like, for example, we're going to go to a water park. You know, that's some old school fun shit. You know, slide nothing crazy, but go down some tubes. If that's what you call them, tubes, water slides. Getting tubed, man. And it will be in Washington, so I'll be recreationally, you know, on the up and up. First place I stop when I get over the border, um, even though people say some other things. Oh, you can just you know, bring it with me all the time. I just don't play with the border. No, don't, don't fuck with, with the border. border. I don't fuck with the border. I don't fuck with international flights. I always get searched. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going right into a rec state. So there's, there's dispensary options within, I think, shit, I think it's like five to eight minutes right when I get over the border. Can I give you um, some advice for going yes. to the water park, man? Going to Yes, I do need some advice for that because I definitely want to be able to toke there. And I think the advice is going to be edibles. Thank you. Don't toke edibles, man. Just eat two 100 milligram. No, I'm just kidding. Eat like a, <laughs> maybe 30 milligrams or something like that, 25 milligrams. And you'll be high as fuck. Go have a good time. And you won't need to smoke at all. And just don't let any pictures be taken without sunglasses because your eyes are going to be fucking <laughs> See, All for, right, for high intensity, low profile, in my opinion, dab pins are the way to go. I would not do the edibles at the at the park. First off. In the age of e-cigarettes, you can get away with a dab pin just He's about water park. everywhere. Yeah, that's even more the point. He's going to pull it out of a Ziploc bag and shit. I'm no more 
battery powered disposable lithium batteries that I know will be broken or lost with the next right. amount of time in my life. I just won't do it. I have nothing else. I'll step away. I'll just have a, a couple. You can get the like five or 10 packs of the pre-rolls, but they're like baby pre-rolls, right? So it's like a joint the you shorts. can step away with and freaking get like, you know, 10 puffs off of quickly around the corner somewhere or whatever. And I, that, actually, I think that's going to be my go-to. Well, because, you know, it doesn't take that much for you to get high, right? No, you smoke a really, couple yeah. puffs off a bowl. <clears throat> and you know what? <clears throat> Hang on. It is set and setting there. Because, dude, if you're just taking a couple puffs off the bowl after being all amped at the water park, you're going to be high as fuck. Then you go back to laughing with your kid. You're like, holy shit, this is great. So much different than smoking a fucking whole joint here by myself. And that makes me feel some people would be like, uh, take the angle on that, that, oh, I see what, like, you got to get high to have a good time with your family. And it's not the case. I want to promote it. Dude, people could be like that. You know that. I got sure. Dude, I got called out two weeks ago. I was stuck on a fucking sailboat for a week. 12-hour days of sailing with my dad and my attorney brother. And they're both very sweet. Can't tell you I got a ton in common with them. And about eight hours into their trip, I just start chiefing on the pen. And I just was like, fuck it. I'm not going to hide this shit. And it was like maybe like noon, <laughs> something like that. Eight hours into their trip, it's only noon. You wake up at like five, mm. six o'clock on a sailboat, man. But uh, and my brother turns to me and he goes, really? I'm kind of insulted. You need to smoke that to have a good time with us. And I just looked <laughs> at him. I was like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. You better be insulted, that. man. <laughs> See, I had the exact opposite reaction with right. my family. I had been like playing with my niece and nephew for like six hours with Legos and stuff. And my older sister's like, how do you play with the kids for that long and like not lose interest in anything and like you're still trying to know uh it's because i'm not going to the bathroom every 30 minutes i'm going back to the room and hitting the vape pen and then coming back out here right and then she, she obviously was like let me hit that yeah pen. Yeah, yeah can i get one of those <laughs> obviously <laughs> but like me personally like set and setting i like to be the highest person around uh literally and figuratively so uh, above 11,000 feet and smoke yeah. a vape pen somewhere doing some cool shit up in the mountains, is that's my dojo. Because you're already lightheaded. Oh, know? it's like a double whammy. You're the mild altitude sickness, even for people that right. don't get it. Like your body is experiencing that in some form. Um, and then smoking weed at those high altitudes. And then like some, if you're on the top of a 14, you probably can almost claim that you're the highest person in Colorado, which is saying something. <laughs> Because how many other people at the tops of 14ers at right. that point in time are also super stoned or smoking? But you're using thing. physical. That's physical there, man. You're taking like you're depriving yourself of oxygen. We're yeah, talking about set and setting. And uh, uh, <laughs> don't forget the atmospheric pressure. That's actually playing on your body, right. too. Setting your ass at 14,000 feet. By the way, when are we going to Pike's Peak? We got to. I just that, need man. the sentence, the comeback sentence. I was working on it while you were, while you were having some good discussion there where yes, somebody sir. says that. Oh, you just need to be high for this. And they're like, no, it's actually enhancing my humor ability and life. Compa I don't know, something that rolls really well. Right. Don't have it yet, but uh, right. it's not a need. It's an enhancer. And you know what? The bottom line is, actually, I'm just remembering this now. It's not bad for you. Not doing anything. Right. And it's probably yeah. actually healthy for me. It's like me taking a healthy vitamin, okay? Uh, a lot of other enhancers, quote, in life can be negative health effects. Uh, depending on how they're used, of course. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what to say to them. I was like, it helps me find your conversation interesting. You know? <laughs> I don't know how they're going to take that. Yeah, I fucking, you know, you only got one chance to say something. 
Uh, let's move on to paying it forward. Yeah. That's one of those Damn ones it. you need an Elon-style pause for before it you come up with your answer. helps me tolerate your <laughs> conversation. I like it. Um, yes, what to pay, pay it forward, whether it's something as simple as what somebody, I think you told me somebody bought a cup of coffee for the person. I thought that was you. I think you told me about the whole pay it forward. Somebody, somebody bought, yeah, somebody bought oh, somebody's what, Starbucks? No, in front of, this was Warehouse Kyle told okay, us about yes. this and he got stuck. He was like, well, how much was the person's behind me? Because someone paid for his like right. small regular coffee. Right. And then the person behind him had like. $12 worth of drinks or something. <laughs> and like, I just, I get it, man. So he got the short end of that one. And if you want to do something nice, right? Life is so good for you. You want to pass it on to the person behind yes. you just in case, right? There should be, I think it should be situational, not blindly done um, or done with some good research. There is a lot of bullshit and good shit with charities out there. But yeah, situate you, you had a situation recently, right? Yeah, I'm just thinking of like the name of the segment. When paying it forward goes wrong. You know, if you end up like getting beat up or something or somebody gets like a $90 tab at the end of Starbucks or whatever the hell. I don't, yeah, I had like two things in two days where I was like, fuck, man, you know, like... I just kind of, it affected me. I called you about it. I was like, fuck, we'll talk about it on the show. I was in with my daughter, went to breakfast with my wife, and we had some guests in town this weekend. And we go to this old town, a little center part of town. And there's a dress, kind of casual dress, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, casual wear place in the uh, heart of town. Uh, my daughter's mm -hmm. shopping there, my wife's shopping there. By no it's means, it's a little boutique. There you go, a boutique. And by no means expensive stuff. It's actually known for being very inexpensive $25 blouses, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so my family's in there, and I hear this girl talking about, I think she had, it doesn't make sense. She had to go to our graduation, but it was some kind of event that she was going to, something like that. And she was picking out an outfit for it, and she was picking out this blouse. And the dad's there and he's like, you know, it's like a daddy daughter day. It's like, that's beautiful, honey. You look so good in it. You know, that's perfect for you. And then he looks at the price and he goes, $24. He's like, ah, sorry, I, I can't get that. We can't afford that. And he was and then he said, he goes, yeah, I partied this weekend and it was Sunday. And he Is that goes, really got, what he said? That's what he said. And he goes, I got $13 till Friday. And then I heard him talking to the woman and she's like, we don't do layaway on $20. You know, we sell $20 shit here. And he's like, can I put this aside? And it was like this whole situation yeah. kind of loud and in public. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, instead of going and getting a couple beers. Boy, you all right there, dude? All right, all right. I just got it's one amazing how much you breathe and how little it ever goes wrong, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, man, I heard this all happening kind of loud as I'm very stoned sitting there, bored as fuck, where my wife and her friends try shit so on. Making being me like, think, like, I, you felt bad. You wanted to help. You want to help. Yeah, it's like that pay it forward thing. You know, I'm like, fuck, the guy needs $15, you know, to, to make his kid's day. And you're also one of the bigger empaths I've met, too. Yeah, yeah, I've been told that. I've been told that I'm an empath. Is that what you call them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's sort of and I, don't, I think that's fairly accurate. You but know, do you help? Concerned. Do you not help, man? Do you? Does the guy punch you and say "fuck you" for getting involved in my shit? You can only know in the moment, right? I mean, I want to be the same as you. It's like when you have the option to change somebody's day. Basically, I think the best people to help out there 
um, in a financial type situation, I was like that as the people that just like that you catch in a situation, like I've done it for like a kid at the, you know, the store that doesn't have enough money for his candy. That's always right. a good one, right? You trip them out. They're like, damn, there, there are nice people out there. Yeah. Is that different though than a dad that spent all his money on, you know, partying in the last, you know, two days and now he can't, you know, he, cause he mismanaged his shit and now Santa Claus is going to hey, come man, fucking Partying is pretty him. important. All right. Don't, do, don't just. <laughs> But, you know, does that teach the dad to fucking, you know, if he's just like, hey, you know, if I, you know, if, you know do say now, this in, in public, you know, is it a scam that he does? I don't know. <laughs> and that's a, no, that would be pretty creative. There are a lot of good scams out Who there. The, yeah, come on, dude. You've rented houses to Huffers. They're fucking, the people are crafty. Not intentionally, (laughs) I know. My point is people are crafty as fuck. You got a good tenant now. (laughs) About getting one over on you, man. People are really crafty. The in that situation, I think you are inspiring the the younger the youth there, the daughter a little bit. You know that there's some good, and you're just gonna have to you know if the the dad reacts in some negative way, and you just deal with it. You know, I like to say it's tough because there are a lot of people that are asking for money. I don't know how much it is in Fort Collins anymore, but here in British Columbia, BC, Vancouver, huge crisis with opiate addiction, overdose, right. death rate. A lot of people asking for money, street side, corner side. Yeah, breaks I, my heart. I'm, all, I'm always on the fence and I'm somebody that usually is trying to be situational with it because I feel that I'm just more contributing to a problem potentially, but everybody sometimes maybe just need a little bit of money to get a cup of coffee to feel better. I don't know, something to eat. But it, it's always been situational for me where my wife's on the other end of the spectrum where she donates part of her paycheck to Goodwill, which is very broad spectrum. I don't have enough time to fully dig into to Goodwill. To <laughs> Wait, it a no, that's, that's a scam we yeah, got to talk about. It's, a, it's set up as a religious organization <laughs> that doesn't pay taxes. All its employees are people doing community service, and they take stuff that people have given them and then sell it. Yeah, so, that's like, the way to that's a, that's a racket that that's they got way, going on there. way to tell people you're helping them without actually having to look at I will tell you that's eye. kind of a corporate forced thing as well it's yeah it's just fair like, enough man fair enough but you know what sucks is so i'm listening to this guy uh, there was another person at the uh, I, by the way i didn't do anything i just you know the last thing the kid said was uh dad can't you go to the pawn shop and pawn whatever the hell it was and i was like fuck like i'm not gonna be able to help these people you know it's already you know it's already yeah, they're already into into whatever, and I'm not going to be able to just magically help and you know save everything. Uh, and then, it, but it happened again. I was registering registering the Dabulance. The Dabulance has plates, bro. Nice. Yes, I am going to write some shit on the side and start taking it to the baseball games. That's where Banner goes. Where do you want to go for the first time? Like, let's go to a fucking baseball game, man. Park it right in the lot. Raise the flag up, man. The DGC flag. You got to go to the Red Rocks. Red Rocks with it. But it co- yeah, there you go. That's actually a better idea, isn't it? It costs a couple. Park, just keep driving. But go ahead. You're at the yeah. DMV. Yeah, no, yeah, good. and you have to pay fucking tax on it. It's like a couple hundred bucks, and thank God I had the couple hundred bucks, you know. So I uh, was paying it, and I hear the guy next to me saying. Oh man, I don't have this. And he's just desperately trying to. He's like, oh my God, dude, I can't believe I'm not going to be able to get my car on the road. And he's doing it really loud and really publicly. And, you know, he's not, it almost the same thing where I was like, yeah. does this guy desperately need help? Or is he looking, saying it loud enough to ask somebody for? I didn't really understand. And it was like 36 bucks. And he was putting it on three different credit cards and shit like that. And again, 
but I don't think you could just walk up to somebody at the DMV and just be like, hey, I got that. You know, it's a little bit of a more of a private. You're in a different booth. But uh, yeah, same thing. You're like, fuck, for 36 bucks or for 15 bucks, do you help the guy? And uh, it's one. Of the, and then you start thinking every homeless person you walk by, fuck, for a couple bucks. Does it help? You know, and that's where you kind of start thinking, does it help? I think it helps sometimes just continue to keep them homeless, which, you know, that's their prerogative. A lot of people live successfully and happy homeless. Not everybody at homeless is just down and out and just oh, like come a drug on. addict. It sucks to not have a home, man. Uh, it sucks. I see guys that don't look all that fucked up um, carrying, and I like the size of their backpacks. And I'm like, holy shit, that's everything you own right there like is in that backpack. Dude, I can't. I've got, my wife went to Las Vegas for three days. Her backpack's like 47 pounds. She's making sure it's <laughs> under 50. Not her backpack, her, you know, her suitcase. Suitcase. For like wow. three or four days, man, you know. I might You're be exaggerating in. a little bit. By the way, you notice I didn't go to Vegas? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you didn't want to have your feel bad about life and humanity in general. <laughs> my, po- my point, though, is that to carry everything in a fucking backpack and... That's come on. Ain't nothing cool about that. And by the way, when we're saying Las Vegas, we're t- I'm, you know, I'm talking Las Vegas as a city. There's a lot outside of the quote. <laughs> All I've seen is visited the touristy strip side of Las right. Vegas, which really brought me down after the last time I went between people handing out little like little kids, like handing out cards for strippers and trying to hand you all kinds of shit. We're walking around. But regardless, the DMV situation, I don't know. Part of me is like if everybody could help everybody a little bit especially the people that got too much or enough for multiple lifetimes right. of money world would be a better place. But is it, uh, is it a better place if people that are successful feel guilty and throw their money at goodwill or something, you know, whatever, does it make it some, a better place? It, you know, educating uh, is, you know, education and trying to break the cycle, whatever it is of addiction, of poverty, that's kind of a big deal as opposed to, sorry, there's a fly, uh, as opposed to just throwing five bucks at it every time you walk by. Okay. You know? What's your, chari- what's your charitable plan, Scotty? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to save everybody. No, that's the point is you can't save everybody. You know, how's or, the DMV or, in Fort Collins? They got their act together. <sighs> things going pretty smooth. Oh, my God. I almost wanted to kiss the girl. I mean, <laughs> it was like I walked. It goes by appointment only. You, you can't kiss anybody anymore. I mean, an appropriate kiss on the cheek, you know, where I don't actually touch their lips or anything. A European kiss. All right. But seriously, I went over there and it says by appointment only. And I'm like, fuck, man. And I'm like, dude, does you really need an appointment? He goes, here, I'll make you one. Uh, your appointment is for one minute and three seconds from now. And nice. I wait while he goes and he counted it down with me. Then he goes, sure, you can log in now. I waited five minutes, went over there and Jesus, it was nice, man. I just I'm from South Florida, South Florida. They're like, no appointment. Get out. <laughs> you know, get out. And uh, it was just amazing. Sorry, can't help you. And so anyway, right, shout out to Fort Collins. Wonderful place to live. Better than uh, DM Primus DMV there. The first the lyric of I've been to hell. I spell it. I spell it DMV. <laughs> Anyone that's been there knows precisely what I mean. It's but it's uh, it's getting a lot better. I like to hear that. Yes. Uh, that's it, man. That's all I got. Thanks. You were a big help, dude. I have no idea what to do the next time now. Call it pointless. <laughs> uh, the news, man. Is that where we're going here? We've got good comments. What's going on? Oh, we can forget about the pros list before the news. Dudegrows.com forward slash pros, guys. This is if you're shopping for your grow. All the coupon codes are listed out here. 
I can feature a few here for you. Here we got, of course, Real Girls Recharge coupon code DUDE. Shopping for lighting. You can hit up HLG, Horticulture Lighting Group. If you want some straight CBD flour sent right to your house. Uh, multiple cool. different strains or good cool. quality CBD and salves. Hanover Hemp. Uh, show coupon code DUDE. And if you can't remember everything I'm telling you, just go to dudegrows.com forward slash pros and peruse around. Okay. I did just want to put some kind of poetry there, you know, just as like a, a double entendre. Yes. Oh, and I did want to, uh, Dynavape, Dynavap, sorry. I've been enjoying their uh, cordless, their, their lithium battery to charge up, not charge up, but to heat up the pen. Um, that's been pretty dope. Just outside chilling in my yard over by the, I call it the redneck above ground pool. Uh, so Dynavap, also coupon code dude, a lot of good ways for a personal dry herb vaporizer. Check them out. What's up? You don't, you don't need to say redneck. It's, it's assumed in above ground pool. Actually, my neighbor told me they were chilling the other day. This actually, it's a little circular above ground pool and it's got like a fake basket weave print on it, which is kind of cool. So I'm like, look, it's it's basket, it's basket woven. And he's sitting there looking in the pool. He's like, dude, this is not a redneck pool because it's very clear, clean, and I don't see anything in it. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, my wife is like crazy pool girl. He's like, trust me, redneck pools, man. You got different colors going on, might be a little green, might yeah. be a little dead. If you can lizard. pop it, it's a redneck pool. Wait, they make redneck hot tubs too. I'm kind of kinda kinda tempted. They're like three hundred dollars for a hot tub. Awesome. See, that's what I uh, just, I don't want to dwell on that. I've looked at those. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's going to be cool for like two seasons, maybe two and a half. Then something's going to break or it's going to deflate. And there's your disposable hot tub gone. What about the that, pool? That shitty rubberized pool, man. That thing's going to be in the dumpster in two mm, seasons as well. And that's We'll big. see. Hey, my neighbor had their other one for like a decade almost. So if I'm down with it, if it lasts me 10 years, I'm down. It's all in how you set it up, Scott. You got to be careful, okay? Yes. By the way, the microbes will just eat it by then. They'll invent something. Don't worry. Yeah, I have seen those pools not be put on like a level sand pad before, and literally the pool just rolled away. (laughs) 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 No, that's how I That's... That's how I hurt my back. I, all better now, but setting up that level sand area. <laughs> Regardless, we got uh, news here. Small town in southern Illinois opens smoking marijuana lounge exclusively for marijuana users. So this is downstate Illinois. Where's this at? It's uh, wouldn't it be weird if they opened it up? I don't understand. Excu- exclusively for marijuana users. Why would non-marijuana users want to go to? Uh, cannabis lounge. Yeah, like because there's nothing else there for him, basically. So this is my copywriter sitting next to me, man. You, you know, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, it will open, it's in a remodeled former bank, interesting, in the tiny downstate city of Cesar. Um, it says, despite the local election battle that was fought over allowing gathering place for marijuana users, owner Holly Roeder remains optimistic that locals and visitors will support her new venture, the Luna Lounge. So no alcohol, uh, and they're basically going to charge. Let's see, go over the details. Hey, can here. I say? Can I talk about yeah, that ahead. real quick? 
I don't think alcohol and cannabis should mix, at least not in the cannabis lounge. We're trying to get good reputation and build, uh, you know, build good rapport with the community. You don't need drunk and stone people coming out of there. Uh, if you go make it like the coffee shop scene, you can get high as fuck, drink yourself some coffee and uh, have a great buzz to walk out of there with, but not crash your car, that kind of shit, you know? I mean, I I agree and disagree. Jeez, the population. You're, you're complex, of, man. You really are. I've always known that uh, about you. I think if you should have a fine lager or pilsner, either or, that's your easy, from a craft, a local, somewhere brewery, maybe a nice IPA and an offering <laughs> of a red or white wine. And that's it. And I love find that you think is- everybody is just like you. That is one of the <laughs> funniest fucking things, man. That's awesome. This, this is weird. So this in Cesar, Illinois, the population is like 2,000 people or something. Um, it's kind of cool. It's in a local bank or a remodeled bank. There's actually still a vault and shit, but they got to pay $4.20, $4.20 entry fee. Uh, and you may buy CBD pipes and rolling papers and rent bongs out of the old bank vault. The lounge will provide entertainment with bands, a fire eater, and a tarot card reader for opening night um, with comedians on other nights. Kind of cool. Plus video cards, video card and board games. My question is, how the hell are they going to make any money? Go ahead. Hang on. You're allowed to sell. They're allowed to consume THC there. I understand they're only selling CBD, but there's THC. You're allowed to go in there and smoke THC weed, right? Be high as fuck. Because uh, that'd be fucked up if it was a CBD lounge. <laughs> no, no. You, you can straight smoke there, rent the rent the bongs. Um, dude, paying $4.20 to get in, population of 2000 how the fuck does that work? I don't know if you're going to, you know, if it's a coffee shop or if, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I could see they might be looking at uh, getting return customers. If they're in a downtown area where people can go like right. do other things, but come back there when they want to smoke a couple times a night, like it could make sense. I think yeah. they're selling everybody's data. Uh, yeah. She's actually also applied for a license to make infused edibles. She's probably got some up her sleeve, hoping maybe to sell at this location. They keep doing this thing where they'll allow, allow the lounge but the lounge can't sell cannabis, which is that fucking ridiculous. That's like, hey, you can have a bar, but people get to bring their own beer. That's happened. I definitely know places like that. Um, they don't so be so hope, good. They should at least allow, this should like pass through, like let's say maybe Herbal Cure in, in Denver, the dispensary should be able to get a sub license or something if they prefer to open a tasting room. We see the same model and the same shit we can look at and beer industry where there's a tasting room or even a restaurant right. a taste room yeah. and all set above so there's that i forgot the name of it in littleton and uh, is it breckenridge brewery where they have the brewery a tasting room a concert venue a restaurant a whole like a whole damn compound brewery man i went to a concert i went to see thievery corporation last weekend and it was from breckenridge brewery and i was like these aren't even beers man you know i ended up drinking a budweiser a giant fucking budweiser man all right oh you don't like breckenridge brewery oh, fancy pants half a and sours man over oh, 100 percent i will say i'm partying man if you're just drinking one of them their vanilla porter is fire. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't even finish the Budweiser. I'm not much of a beer person. I tried. 
didn't listen to this. A rival dispensary called Maribis opened recently in a former movie theater in Springfield, Illinois, and has proposed a consumption area. Interesting. I love it. I like the locations. I used to actually have a weird job when I was a kid cleaning, like I was 17, 18. Uh, my buddy got it. He was cleaning the movie theaters at night overnight. And you were like in there, they were completely closed. You you and your 17 year old buddy got high and were compl- in these fucking, you know, six and 12 movie theater. It was trippy. We did used to take acid. I do remember that now. But yeah, to, to be in there was really weird, man. So uh, a movie theater, as far as a place to run Think about how many uh, different rooms you could have in there, different vibes. It might be really cool. Oh, well, we're in a club. Comedians, though. They mentioned in the, the prior place was going to, the Luna Lounge would have com- like comedians on different nights. So if you are a comedian, cool. is that a tougher crowd than no. a crowd that drinks? Or is it a better crowd? Is it a crowd that's high or a crowd that's know. caused up on alcohol? I, I, I bet don't you. know. That's a good one. People want to laugh, but they're also mean when they're on alcohol. Yeah, who's going to heckle when they're high just sitting in the crowd? They're just going to keep to themselves and laugh at stuff when it's funny. Yeah, you would think so. I would think that the weed crowd would be like a thousand times better. Uh, next next news depends on the strain dependent, bro. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> yes. All right, next article out of the New York Times. Can marijuana make you a better athlete? Um, this is hot yes. trending. With Shakari Richardson, I think I'm starting to nail that, denied the spot in Tokyo Olympics recently. So this was uh, written can by, you, what's up? Can I ask, what does she do? What is her specific sport? She's a sprinter, 100 and 200 meter uh, sprint, and then is in the relay race, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and I got a correction for you. Yes. Nike, is the brand is named Nike because Nike is the Greek goddess of victory. Goddess? Goddess, yes. It is, <sighs> it is a female god. Whoa, man, it was very progressive. Well, let me do a little narration on here. We got Hosea Hesse, 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 a journalist who lives in Colorado, never voluntarily exercised a day in his life until he turned 30, when he decided to start doing it for health reasons. But right away, he hated working out. I could, I could see that potentially being there. He says, when I first started running, I couldn't run a single block. It hurt and my lungs burned. Ouch. Then one day... I took a cannabis-infused edible before going out for a run, and his previously excruciating workout felt euphoric. He's, he is not lying here, man. He's not lying. I've done the like same I thing to learn how to run. 50 pounds. Running up a hill became an easy, playful experience. This almost sounds too good to be true. With the right <laughs> soundtrack, it was so much fun. It became the highlight of my day. I can agree with the right soundtrack uh, yep. helping out. Yep. It says, soon Mr. Hesse met other uh, runners and athletes who describe having similar experiences with cannabis. That led him to write Runner's High, scheduled to be published in September, which explores what he calls the hidden culture of cannabis use among recreational and elite athletes who routinely engaged in stoned workout. Uh, For his book, he interviewed bodybuilders and endurance athletes who rely on cannabis to stimulate their appetites so they can keep on weight. He spoke to athletes who have claimed it helps them recover from tough workouts, reduces their pain, and improves their sleep. But most common refrain from the most common refrain from athletes who use cannabis was it helped calm their nerves and alleviate anxiety. What is this word? A L L E alleviate alleviate anxiety. Yes. I, so I, yeah, that makes total sense. And then think about also, it's easy to fall into drinking if you're completely you know straight. The thing you. Th- 
see all the time. It's at the grocery store. It's at, you know, at the liquor store, whatever. They're, drinking is very easy. Bars, restaurants. So to be able to have something that gives you a little bit of a buzz, you know, and it's quite different, but uh, without any side effects. If you're a bodybuilder, you're super careful what you're putting into your body. You don't want to drink three beers. So I did cross country and competitive swimming for like years when I was younger. Oh, those are great with weed. Both, um, of both of those are great with weed, first and foremost. Uh, but secondly, your body has an endocannabinoid system. Your body triggers its own endocannabinoid system and releases endorphins mm-hmm. um, when you do strenuous exercise for prolonged periods of time. So like getting a runner's high is what they, they call it. Yep. That is your body releasing its own version of uh, endorphins or cannabinoids that play on your CB1 and CB2 receptors. So that is what that runner's high is. Yeah. Uh, it, smoking weed and then going for a run is a nice biohack to just get your runner's high <laughs> right. immediately instead of waiting two and a half miles or so to, to get it or something. It is just a nice little biohack, biohack. to kind of kind of get you in the groove and just focus on your breathing and keep moving forward and not worrying about how sore your legs are. Drew is not a millennial, but he uses words like biohack. <laughs> It's, I'm it's, a millennial, or I'm not a millennial that can understand the things that millennials like talk about and say because I've seen both ways that things just what a fucking millennial up would say. Uh, the 90s I think kid. it's dependent on on sport and <laughs> just activity. <laughs> I think technically a lot of, I'm a millennial. A lot of use of uh, cannabis being performance enhancing. I think is after the said activity recovery chilling out. I have a couple quotes here. Uh, this is from Dr. Michael J. Joyner. From the Mayo Clinic says, if you look at any test of physical performance, there's either no data, it's a wash, or marijuana makes it worse. He's an exercise physiologist and anesthesiologist who studies elite athletes at the Mayo Clinic. He said, Dr. Joyner said, there might be some, this is interesting, objective but minor physical benefit of cannabis in certain sports. For example, world archery. The International Federal Olympic Sport of Archery bans alcohol from competitions because it could help steady an archer's hand. Cannabis could potentially offer similar advantages in sports that require such feats. Now, I know that there's plenty of people out there. I just noticed this actually over the weekend. I was hanging out. We were, you know, I definitely had a few beers in me. Got my BB gun out on the porch. And I was (laughs) plinking. Got a few beers in me. Got my gun out on the porch. I was plinking accurate on these cans, man. And I think it's that steadying. Now, I think definitely certain strains are depending on cannabis as far as shooting, not just archery, but, you know. My my brother John is a lot better at shooting skeet. When he's stoned, than really? when he's when he's not stoned. Oh yeah, it, and oh. like to me, uh, not the most popular opinion. Cannabis is a little bit of a performance enhancing drug, yeah, uh, especially so. for sports that require a flow state, or for you to be in your flow state to be best. Isn't at that, that most right? sports? It is kind of a lot of sports. Um, to where Other like, like it, baseball, or it, you're standing around a lot. It helps Sorry. you get into your flow state faster, <laughs> um, and you're better able to like just be in that moment. Instead, so like things like uh, competitive swimming, running, biking downhill, all of that, all of that stuff. I it requires a flow state to be good at it, and cannabis can help you get into that flow state. What about sprinting though? This girl's a sprinter. Don't, you don't have too much time to get into a flow state. There. I guess uh, you have that, to get into one hell of a you, rhythm. No, nah, yeah, you got to be in a <laughs> flow state because ev- like just a millimeter of difference in where their legs are going up or how they're leaning yeah, when they're I guess running you're right. is a big can have a big effect at I that level right. in athletics. So like. 
I get it. And I've, I've also seen some studies that it can increase lung function and like oxygen in your blood and stuff too. Right. Uh, there are con- contradictory uh, studies on that too. So not really sure which one's right. But yeah, I, to me, it is a little bit of a performance enhancing drug too. I think it should be banned at like the WADA level. No, probably not. Um, not to the extent like putting it in the same class as anabolic steroids and human growth hormone and stuff like that is a little draconian. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if you want to smoke weed, smoke it. If it helps your practice, you know. If it, I think that's really where it is, is getting out there and practicing. If you're like, hey, you know what? It's not so bad. I smoke, I smoke, and then I go out and I, I run a little bit or you know whatever, makes it a little bit yeah. more tolerable. Something. Um, and, and again, like I was saying earlier, where's your favorite player? We got on the subject of uh, where's your favorite place to smoke and all that, but it's right. not also the side effects. Versus the other options are usually nil. You know, when you're looking at option side effects of whether it's taking opiates for pain or whatever else you're doing, side effects of cannabis use is pretty damn good. Yes. Chilling out. There's no like hangover period or right. shit like that. And, well, and too many edibles. <laughs> I, I don't right think that's that. that's not a hangover period. That's just you're still stoned because oh, your liver geez. still hasn't processed it all. Yeah, that is one hell of a, I'm calling it a hangover. But one of the big understated things about cannabis and like recovery for sports that is huge is it is a huge anti-inflammatory and is able to help decrease inflammation. That's why it works well as a painkiller. Um, and it's not exactly uh, an NSAID, but it works like an NSAID or non-steroid anti-inflammatory. Um so, I mean, it has big benefits in recovery from sports injuries. Um, I've experienced that myself. And just recovery from, like, the day-to-day uh, getting your body beat up being an athlete. Wow. That is a good point. Guru comes on strong in the end. <sighs> One more quick hit here uh, on the same subject here with Nike. Nike made an announcement, actually, because when you're a professional athlete and you have big ass sponsors like you're going to be oh shit are they going to drop me back in the day i was just looking it up remember michael phelps pitcher with the bong um he lost kellogg's scotty kellogg's was like oh we call you with a pitcher with a bong so see it and those are some pretty big deals for these athletes i'm sure yeah but by the way i seen this ufc fighter like in, remember we talked about ufc changing the rules i was watching ufc last uh, that cannabis is going to be allowed ufc fighter they were showing like the different guys in the crowd they were like hey it's nick diaz it's blah blah and then they showed this one i didn't really recognize him and he takes out a fucking joint and just puts it to his mouth and goes anybody got a lighter and then the fucking commentator goes he's looking for a light like it was completely fucking cool man so it's becoming, you know, very well accepted. Do you think there's well, any any uh, correlation to the causation of Uh-oh. the fastest man on land, uh, Usain Bolt, like likes to smoke cannabis, and the fastest man in water, Michael Phelps, likes to smoke cannabis. And I don't know how fast this girl is, but she likes to smoke cannabis uh, too. She's pretty goddamn fast. Fastest woman in the United States won the Olympic trials. Yes. Huh. Yes. I might see a trend. There's a little trend going on there. Nike's official statement, just to let you know, uh, short and simple. We appreciate Shakari's honesty and accountability and will continue to support her through this time. God. So, I mean, nice. uh, they could have taken a lot of different plays with that. They didn't have to say, oh, we totally, we don't have any problem with cannabis, but it's a change, man. Times are changing, and that's a sign of it. It, it sure is. It re, I mean, come on. Cannabis is so accepted. It's it, it's legal in how many states now? 38, I want to say. And it, you know, it's, it's over. You know, people know about it. 
My mother-in-law loves it. There's horror stories every week that trickle through the the fucking yeah. pipeline. Some of which I just don't feature on the show. If I, I we're trying to have a happy show here, sometimes you right. have to. But yeah, I just don't want to leave the people out that are being like, "Hey, I'm sitting deep in Prohibition land, and it still sucks." Right. Right. I was huh. impressed that Yahoo still exists, man. Yahoo Sports, that. Yahoo. Huh? What do you got for memes, Scotty? Anything good today? <laughs> yes. Like one eyed the best one eyed cat cannabis is cleaning up. I mean, possibly the best meme ever. Uh, here's Scotty by one eyed cat cannabis. And I mean, come on, you win. You fucking win. All right. Uh, it's the what is going on? Here? It's the shining, man. I'm looking on a big TV too, man. I'm pretty scared. It's the shining. And Warehouse Kyle is on the other side of the door and I'm just <laughs> hacking through with the recharge and come on, please tell me that you put fake frosting in my hair there. That can't be what it really looks like. <laughs> that is, but I mean, thank you. That is why we have the meme generator. It makes me laugh. Perfect. Another one here from what I'd get cannabis. Yeah, this was, I just thought this was interesting. All right. It says habitual memes and glory dreams. And again, by one eyed cat cannabis. And it's, <laughs> it's somebody peeing. I guess it's a daisy, somebody like a daisy, but uh, he's, you know, sunflower, sorry, peeing on somebody's little sad cannabis plant there. And it says, see a lot of you being meme, but taint seen any of your growing pics. And I just thought that's funny because people do like to talk. And then I go to their channel and they have zero. They have nothing. And I'm like, well, you just come share some of your knowledge. And so uh, I get it, too. That was that is kind of funny. It says here in the bio, it says, I know we featured it before, but hello, DGC. You can call me Sippy Cup. OK, so when I get cannabis, a.k.a. Sippy Cup. All right. Um, and shout out to your cat there, which is truly a one-eyed cat, golden breed, haired beauty named Mad Eye Moody. What's up, Mad Eye Moody? How you doing? <laughs> it's cool. Um, sitting there chewing on the fan leaf. You got to watch them cats and they grow. Uh, very so, funny. Good memes. Dabulence ideas. We have. Yeah, this is why I figured this would start a tiny, tiny bit of conversation. But this is by the real fly high. And man, I wish that's not what my dabulence looks like. Go back to what the, the ambulance looked like in the 80s. And that's what mine looks like. But I do have the Ghostbusters lights on the top. It's kind of cool. Who you call? <laughs> By the way, I left them on all night a couple nights ago. Came back in the morning and the Ghostbuster lights were going. Anyway, man, I'm glad they still work. Uh, this is the dabulence. It says, learn, grow, appreciate your own medicine. Cannabis, the Dude Grows Show. That is pretty damn good. I do like that. And I was, yeah, I was messing around thinking about the, the messaging yesterday. Like I said, the dabulence is rolling. And something the same way. Grow your own medicine. You know, so I don't know. Growing your own medicine is easy. I don't know. Does that, does that offend you guys? I'm not sure about the word medicine. It is medicine. I Like we've talked about recreational use and medical Here's use can the be the same, but it can be totally different. Somebody's got to really drive this thing, okay? I can't say your weed sucks on the side. <laughs> All right, we'll get we'll get to, get to the bottom of it there. <laughs> Thanks, Studio Fly High 89. If you guys have Very your time, cool. and don't forget, yourgrows.com forward slash support, making this content come at you five days a week. Actually, more than that, sometimes I can't control Scotty. Uh, <laughs> did you have uh, some social media here, though? This is me and you talking last night. And 
I don't know what the hell we were talking about, but somehow I was talking about soccer and the fake soccer, you know, when they fake their injuries just to get a penalty. And you don't really know what I was talking about. So here you go. I Googled it. <laughs> this is the best of social media today. Click on this, Guru, if you would. <laughs> this is oh, <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> the guy takes the guy's elbow, elbows himself. <laughs> watch this, watch, watch, watch. He grabs the guy's wrist. Oh. And then the funniest part, the guy that hit himself with the other guy's arm right. actually got a yellow card for simulation. Where, where like in soccer now, they're trying to cut down on that where they actually penalize players with a yellow or two yellows equals a red card for this called simulation or like faking like you got right. Which, which soccer gets a bad rap. This happens like crazy in uh, professional basketball too. Right. Um, Is this fair? fair? It's not as entertaining as this though. Because when I played uh, water polo, every once in a while, you did have to get in the whole position, um, whole man, which like it's just like basketball or hockey. You got the guys around. Then you got the guy that's going in and out of the hole trying to school. Very aggressive position. And I'd be defending somebody, and then, like, for no reason, barely, they just all, oh, and they'd look at the ref, and they wait right. to see, like, if they, I'm like, are you, and if they're good at that, I mean, if you draw, you could get a penalty shot off some shit, you can get, definitely get an advantage to win the game doing that shit. Does that mean you're a better player, or you're just a pussy? Sorry for the language, but... It's I like don't, I don't know. In, no, in man, goal you don't is to cheat. Cheating sucks, man. In goal is to win. Uh, they have made it where like that is a penalty in the game, so it's part of the game. Fouls are a part of the game too. They happen. Right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in like in basketball, like someone like LeBron James can get fouled, and he's so big and strong that it doesn't look like he got fouled. Where like he's got to sell it yeah. a little bit, just because otherwise he's going to get hacked by people, and the ref is never going to think anything of it. But water polo is different, man. Getting found in water polo is like somebody sticking their toes up your butt. Or, or trying to drown you. Am I, I wrong, man? No, probably, that probably more thing, trying man, to drown they you. Fucking pull, they pull your fucking shorts down by their by their feet. And that's how they get up like that. And, yeah. There's a variety of tactics, yes. You can underwater just grab the side of somebody's swimsuit and do a twist and I'm start to try you, man. Yeah, I can get, it can sure. get uh, it's creepy, man. I don't play water polo after puberty. I had a player try defending me, trying to annoy me by pulling little hairs out of my stomach, and that I'm made fucking me fucking telling you that shit, made me man, wait. Right? That made me think. That made me want to jack them. I was like, you know, f this, I'm gonna jack you. But then they're gonna draw the foul. So is that cheating, or is that them having a better tactic to potentially have an up? You know what that I mean? That's a dick, man. You're not gonna yeah, drink agree. a beer with him and shake his hand. After he's like, hey, I did. I won by pulling hairs out of your stomach. It was pretty smart. Right? <laughs> that's pretty cool. Fuck that guy. Wait, that's like there was an NBA player. You guys might know, maybe not. Kevin Garnett was like uh, one of the best players in the NBA. Right. Uh, played for the Boston Celtics, but he likes hitting people in the nuts. Like multiple times throughout his career, had just nut tapped. Was that like a fetish he had, man? No, I mean, and he also was a big trash talker. It was just part of like the litany of things he would do to get in people's head. Uh, I had this neighbor kid that would want to squeeze your bruises. He couldn't stop. Oh, Jesus. All right, let's do some shout outs here. Good yes, time sir. hanging out with everybody. We've got some girl talk. I'm an action. I'm gonna start it off with cannabis and Maximus and Jake and Bake. What's up? <laughs> PHC Bass and Dr. Greensicles. Sounds delicious. When, when, how you doing? Hey, overgrow Nebraska. I think Nebraska, isn't that where you're going? There's just fields and fields of hemp, like still wild hemp. Yeah. 
I'm not sure. I, I don't like I believe so. From what I'm to understand, I've only been there briefly. And I realized that weed was a legal air turned around. <laughs> we got Stone, Stone Root and Worm Guy. What up, Mr. Hanky? How you been? Stay out of the toilets or stand <laughs> and smoke Lavolsky. All right, guys, stay higher until next time, my friends. Peace out with DGC. Hey, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss man is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. It's just weird, it's just weird, I like to smoke it out in loud, yeah! Now if the big man catch you riding high, oh, we gonna lock you in a cage, no. The dank. Just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me. Smoking weed.